Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, the number one fuckboy, the number one fuckboy whose windows are currently open, the number one work-from-home boy ruining all his apartment buildings, other conference calls. It's me. All you gotta do is trust me. Johnny G. Missing from the High and Mighty Studios is Arthur Gabris. Dude is busy bothering my wife for food. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios. They've been here before. I'm happy to have them back. It's the end of 2020. It's been a shit year, so let's end on a high note. And with the uh, inability for black men to jump in Hollywood, it's the black men can't jump. James, John, and Jerome. <laughs> Honestly, oh Thank wait, you. the fact that you do all... <laughs> the fact by the way I, you can see i hit the chair lower button wow. in the middle of the yeah, <laughs> opening yeah. and i was just yeah. all the way down here Yo, first I was like, watching gabers do it you see it gabers has for everyone at home gabers has a headband on and one piece of hair as he was doing it was just bouncing from side to side <laughs> yeah, I guess as the intensity as the intensity went up Oh it my really God. never gets Hell old. Yeah. Thank you. Number one fuck boy. Number one fuck. The, the fact that you do all the cadences in one fell swoop, I thought that was a a recording program that you just hit in. Wait, you're telling me I don't have to do that every time? <laughs> fuck, why did I not record it? <laughs> oh, I recorded it 250 times. <laughs> That's why. That's why you're always. That's why you're a good producer. (laughs) (laughs) Among other things, I'm I'm trying to save your voice. (laughs) I'm trying to save your voice. Very good, man. man. I can't believe I haven't previously thought of that. (laughs) (laughs) This cannot be. Hold on. This can't be the first time. (laughs) I'm the first time you thought of this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm truly embarrassed. I had to. (laughs) 
Irish is not used last week's. <laughs> I know. Part of the fun for me is I know it makes my uh, my guests oh. be like, "All right, well then this show, who Ugh. cares what I say? This idiot right. is going off like this. I can't look dumb now." But you're right. Wait. I should one hundred. But I could save myself time. My upstairs neighbors are like, "Hey, so what do you do for a living?" Yeah. <laughs> His windows all open. Yeah, hey, my, my chest hurt, man. Give me a second. This is ridiculous. This is how we start in this. Okay. Amazing. We can wrap it up now too if you guys want. <laughs> Woo. It is, it is uh, the wild thing about starting this is I feel like we people come on our podcast and we're mad energetic. So to be on another podcast and have Gabriel's energy just give literally I'm looking at Braylock the whole time cover his mouth. James is smiling and I'm like, oh shit, am I ready? <laughs> Do I have the level of energy for this? I gotta bring that black man can't jump energy uh, for the sake of this podcast. I mean, this is the same way we always are in person. It's just crazy. That is true. Wild as hell. Wild as hell. That's true. I always am. That's why I felt such kinship towards you guys upon <laughs> separately and together. I was just like, oh yeah, you guys like movies and yelling? We're gonna be <laughs> You believe that jokes come from just raising the volume of your voice? <laughs> That's the execution of comedy. <laughs> Say the joke again. Just be louder with it. Say it one more time. Did you come up doing comedy in crowded indie bars with barely any crowds? So you're used to just projecting over the uh, sound of a woman shaking a cocktail? Well, then, oh my God. podcasting is not for you. <laughs> I'm realizing I have a microphone. I've been screaming. I'm like just seeing the red bar go over and over. <laughs> oh my god! This People is are hitting the volume button. <laughs> um, I do. I do for for the listeners because it's been a minute since we've been on. I just want everyone to know that that this very calm, rational, charming oh voice that you're listening to right now is Jonathan Braille. Ugh, I just want to separate myself from the other two. No, no, no. Yeah. I just I just so that Why are you they doing know. this? <laughs> oh, yeah, Why are you? I guess if. Just in case you're listening to this for the first time, I'm John Gabris, the host of the High and Mighty Podcast, and this Wait. is my voice. I just kind of want to distance myself from these guys. Wait. Oh, are we just now just doing intros now? Yeah. Is that what this is? Are we just going to do intros? We were already introduced. We were doing it. The game did the feel thing. Like we oh, had to I, do something there. No, no, no. Absolutely. No, I just, no, you don't have to do anything more. You know, I just, you know, we were introduced together, and then Drow was talking. I just want everybody to know. You know, when they're like, I really like that. Whose voice is that, though? I really like that yeah. one. You know, you know that. No, uh, yeah, no one's calling your own shot of like, pay attention to this voice. You're going to like yeah. my hot takes no, no, on movies. No, I'm pretty no much one's the doing funny that. one here. <laughs> yeah, no one's doing that. Literally, we had to stop down so Braylock could do a goddamn intro of this. I got bad news to tell you how few people are even listening to this thing overall. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't worry about oh, people trying oh, to pick wow. favorites. People, people have already turned this shit off the second I started yelling. Well, fuck that. He's not the only one. If you listen to this deep-ass black man voice, this is Gerard Milligan. Wait a minute. Okay. There are three nah, black men on the... No, no. There are three nah, black men. Nah, 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 hold on. Hold on. Wait a second. He did his intro, yeah, James. deep-ass black man voice. <laughs> he did his intro. Gabriel did his. All right. I'm just saying for everybody at home, this deep-ass... <laughs> <laughs> boys, the mid ass boys, right wait, here. Wait a minute. Well, right right Teddy right Pendergrass is back on the podcast. <laughs> I right. don't want this. I don't want to do this. Yeah, James, James, James. James the Third. <laughs> Thanks, boyo. It's me, James the Third. I'm hey. also black. <laughs> 
Thank you. Thank you for that. Is definitely the subtext of everything I say. I'm also black. Yo, but low key, I made a joke before. I heard James get mad about something. And I'm like, yo, James probably got the deepest voice and is just catfishing all of us. Like, no, this is this is real. This is really me. This is how I sound. James at home sleeping in do rags. Yeah, watching watching boys of in the hood, switching, but not pitch switching. I didn't realize that. <laughs> James be like, hey, cat, hey, cat, what, what dinner at? Like, oh, shit. Who is hey, this? Hey, cat, what dinner at? Hey, what dinner at, cat? I, ain't, I, I also write no. completely chauvinistic, too. Yeah, <laughs> hey, cat, you make my dinner yet? James come down. It's writing one scripts. in the afternoon, I've been writing scripts James. all day. Nah, but it's dinner time on the East Coast. Oh, you guys, I love my wife, and I'm nice to her, and this is how I, this is my voice. Oh, my God. This is my real voice. The, the, I find that I could do an impression of a black voice. It's me. I'm a black guy. And not get in any trouble. Is that the black voice? Damn, James. Damn, James. You set us all back now, James. Nope. There are, listen, there are three black men on this podcast, and this yeah. is the sound of one of them. <laughs> 23 and me, 100% black, okay? That's <laughs> All 23. I could have saved you a couple of bucks on the yeah. test if you needed <laughs> Truly, I, I forgot if it was 23andMe or Ancestry.com, but my, because my, my, my parents both took it, and my dad's was just like, Virginia, Mississippi. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, that can't be right. <laughs> Come on, man. It's like, it's like, hey, you black. That's the you're like, uh, your ancestry stops here for some reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a little bit of a fucking water gap in between. Yeah. It stopped. In mis- what was your mom's break? You know, oh, she, it's, Italian and Irish mostly, but the, there was like a little bit of every everything after that. But wait, I, I didn't realize she... that they did state like they would be like this state area. Or I, <laughs> I didn't, didn't know that did. was a thing. They, they they also do. They're like they were like this is the real, and then they were like, and then we think like further back is like, and then it was like some. Uh, it was a couple of different countries. It was like the Congo, some I forgot some West African country. <laughs> they was and like you from like, Mississippi, okay. <laughs> and then some of like, like the black spots we know of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we know yeah. you from Mississippi. Like we know. Yeah, yeah. the, the map <laughs> is like you're from one of these two regions. It's a little dot in Mississippi, and then like the red continent of <laughs> <Yeah>. Africa. <laughs> We're not positive. It's so fucked up. Wait, which one is the one that be snitching? Doesn't one like isn't isn't there one of these um, ancestry tests that like they've used to solve crime? It's like oh um, yeah, that's how they solved they, that uh, Golden State the Golden Killer, the State, one from yeah. the documentary. They used in Twenty Three and Me. They found like a third cousin of this person's DNA in the, and we were able to like trace the lineage and one by one start checking off family members. Like, hey, can we, uh, they have a DNA sample of this cousin or whatever? And eventually tracked it all the way back to the killer. Could you uh, imagine this dude's at wow. home? And his cousin in Florida, he doesn't talk to, took a 23andMe test for like Christmas. Hoping and he's he like, he was Native American or whatever, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, hope, I was an eight. 2%, that counts. <laughs> Good God. 2%, that means I'm a, this is my spirituality. This is my entire identity going forward. It's like, yikes. <laughs> uh, so. We were going to talk 2020 movies. This is this is the last episode of 2020. This is coming out on New Year's Eve. Uh, so 
Uh, we were either going to talk about this or Entrapment, the other, the only movie I can think of that takes place on New Year's Eve, <laughs> and has Catherine Zeta-Jones's ass going underneath a red Yo, laser. First off, I, I, I watched a trailer. doc on her. <laughs> She's on, sorry, not- sorry, Gerard, to cut you off, but Bray, I remember that trailer is the most like I know exactly how old you are because all I remember is the trailer of her ass going under. <laughs> That's the shit that just burns in a young boy's mind. Like, <laughs> but do you remember any other part? I have no, no. clue what the plot. Of that movie was I think I've seen it. And I don't remember I'm anything not, I, but that. I, 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 100%. Like, I don't know how they tag, how like, they team uh, up. <laughs> yeah, Sean Connery's in that too, right? Yeah. Yeah. First off, she's in a cat suit. He just in like, uh, I think he has on like black army pants, baggy like hoodie. I'm like, wait, this don't, how, how does match up? Not to mention he's 40 years older than her when they're t- <laughs> Oh God. I remember I, I, it was this doc and they were saying how she, I always thought she was like, um, because I saw, um, was it Zaro? And she was like the, the lead oh, yeah. actress. It's like, oh shit. Like there's a Mexican actress who's like big. She's not, I don't, I don't think she's Mexican at all. Like I think she's not even. She just popped that Spanish. Zeta yeah. in there. Yeah. Oh, wait, let me double check. But I was watching this doc and I was like, oh, you're not from Mexico? I think she's Spanish, right? She's Welsh. Wow. Whoa. She was raised in <laughs> Swansea. <laughs> She's she's British. <laughs> That's crazy. Yo, <laughs> really on the Jones end of the Zeta Jones, I guess. British. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> so she's not Latina at all. But I'm wait, sure but she's got to be. Was, but neither was Antonio Banderas, right? Like he, uh, not Antonio Banderas. Why did I say Antonio oh, Banderas? Anthony Hopkins. Zaro was Antonio Banderas. But I mean, Anthony Hopkins was the. That's true. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins was was like. Yeah. They were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Wait, they were just Hopkins having... is in Zorro. Yes, he's he was yeah, the first yeah. Zorro. He's he trains. <laughs> yeah, he trains. Um, Banderas. He, Wait. he trains Antonio Banderas. But is he supposed to be? No, he's just he's he's just. So he's just a British dude. He plays Spanish in The Highlander too. <laughs> he plays an what? ancient Spanish man. <laughs> With, Yo. and his voice does not change. <laughs> He's like, it's the quickening McLeod. His name is like he has like a Spanish name. Oh my gosh! No. Yo, movies yeah, are they didn't a care. hot mess. They didn't care oh, at all. His name, you want to know what? Uh, real quick, just off the dome. He, uh, not off the dome. I had to look it up. Juan Sanchez Villobos Ramirez is the name of Sean Connery's character no. in Highlander. <laughs> but no. he has his regular accent that whole time. No. Yeah. And it's because the justification they make is since they're alive for several hundred years, their accents make no sense uh, because they've lived everywhere. Because Patrick right. Lambert, who's like in a Scottish slash American, he literally sounds insane. That dude who yes, plays... The whole Time. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. <laughs> no, me neither. And now I want to rewatch it. There's no I, way that holds up. <laughs> don't worry. It's They're going to remake it. We watch it for Action Boys. They've they've made like five sequels and like a TNT series, and it's crazy how I remember much the shit there series, is. Yeah. The first one is yeah. pretty cool. Uh, it's got Queen on the soundtrack, so that's pretty tight. Like that's a pretty fun, uh, cool. epic movie for a soundtrack like that. How did it get a sequel? I'm looking at it right now. It lost money. <laughs> like, it, it, like, like, it, like it, it, the budget was 19 million, and it only made 12.9. So it lost money. That's got to be some uh, early on VHS, yeah, uh, fucking yeah. winner VHS, or something yeah. like that. Because yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it was like right. a cult hit. Yeah, the home video market probably popped off for that, and pro- yeah. also like. Back in the day, those movies used to get popular on TV again too. You know oh, what I mean? Like true. that doesn't yeah. have the opportunity anymore. Right. 
that, uh, I'm pretty sure I saw it on TV. Yeah, yeah I think that's, that's how I, saw it. I first saw it. The, with the amount of movies I just caught on TV with commercials. Yeah, yo, Jay, yes. so true. The amount of movies I've with seen. With commercials. Or when you when you rewatch them as adults and there's like a titty in it and you like you're like yeah. I never saw it. I've seen this movie 20 times and I, I guess I only watched it on fucking you know WPIX right. and now I get <laughs> yeah. to see a quick titty. WB, yeah. TNT baby. <laughs> I saw almost every movie on TNT once we had like a little. What was it, a little fake cable block thing where you could, like, borrow cable? Oh, yeah, yeah. come on. Where you could borrow cable. Come on, baby, borrow cable? Come on. Come on, baby. There was something that my... channel, I had all the shit. (laughs) Yeah, because it's it's weird, too, because there was something that my mom's boyfriend at the time, like, as a kid, he was, like, stealing, and you could could get the premium, the, the, like, the channels that were pay-per-view somehow. Like, you somehow also got those... That you would have to pay each time you visited it, but it was like, yeah. no, it's just <laughs> my boy had it. My boy, he had every everything. We could watch fights over there. Like you, it was. Yeah, insane. it would be like those pay per view channels would be like all day long. We're playing Men in Black, and yeah. it would just yeah. be like you yeah. would have to pay twelve dollars or whatever to watch it back in the day. But if you had the illegal box, it would just be like this channel plays Men in Black. I think for the <laughs> yes. next eleven days. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. 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 And when you go to your friend's house and there's like a decent movie on like an illegal box like that, you're like, we leave this shit on all fucking night. <laughs> or wrestling. <laughs> I was big into wrestling and like, yo, all the pay per views. I was here for it, man. It's crazy saw... being a kid trying to get like your parents to greenlight forty dollars to watch wrestling or UFC oh my God, or whatever. I can't believe my never parents were like, that. get the fuck out of here. Never. Not even, like, we couldn't even get parents to like take our money to order it. They were like, we don't. Trust you. I'm not giving my credit card number to them. It's yes. like, wait, come on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, we what, each give you five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> what am I calling in? Nah, man. Nah. Kids uh, don't know man. about that these days. They're yeah. struggle. Yeah. <laughs> um, but 2020 has been a fucking shit year for a lot of reasons, and one of which is included is movies. Oh, because Lord have mercy. For, for people like us who, you know, some, some would argue make our living off of uh, new releases. Some would argue. Some would argue our revenue comes in from movies coming out, yeah. so it'd be nice <laughs> if they kept coming out. Uh, but also on top of that, it kind of like. As I think we're all theater goers here, so it's kind of like readjusted our entire. Ugh. And it's weird. Like yeah. I go, I can go a couple of months without realizing that I'm sad about the lack of new movies. But every once in a while, it just it comes back and it hits. I mean, and partially is because there's way more to be sad about uh, in the quarantine. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's yeah. true. But yeah. every once in a while, it's like, oh, thanks. I can at least just be upset about movies, which is a little lower right. stakes than a quarter million dead Americans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, Tenet? Okay, at least not everyone else's grandma. Uh, <laughs> I just got enraged that HBO... Uh, that all the Warner movies were coming out on HBO Max. Like, I got enraged. <laughs> Bro, that's Wait. why when Bray, when Bray responded with, like, year in review, I had just read that article, and I was like, yes, yes. I was so fucking heated about that. Let's Yo, talk. Is it weird that I'm kind of okay with it? Bro. <laughs> I, I am, too. No, I, listen, I am listen. Too. I'm torn. I, I, I'm torn. Miss, Let's talk. I miss, I'm torn. I miss going to a theater. Like, I, I 100% miss it. But at the end of the day, a lot, the actors have been paid. The yeah. crew has been paid. These directors have been paid. Some of them are waiting There's on back end stuff. The yeah. back end stuff for sure. But at the end of the day, a lot of them have been paid. And to me, the fans, we are the ones suffering because we don't get to see it. Like we don't, we don't get to see. I didn't. We didn't get to see Candyman this year. I really yeah. wanted to see Candyman. Oh, you know? I know. 
And it's like, why not give us the opportunity if you live in a place where you can still go to a theater, go, but in LA, we can't go. So like, I still want to see shit. Yeah. We haven't seen it, Tenet. It does feel like, I am like pleased that like to, to take a step like this does make the movies, one, A, available, and then B, like it's also helping to save lives in that like, if if it is, if a movie theater is open where you are, but they're also still, you know, it's not like the COVID cases are zero anywhere in, in right. the United States yet, you know, so like it's st- it's helping to limit the amount of people that are going to be going out and stuff like that. But I also feel like a step like that is like, is just one more, there's been so many, but it's just one more like nail in the coffin of like movie theaters existing. Yeah. yeah. So here's what, I, yeah, I, I'm along right. the same lines where I'm excited because I, some of these tent pole releases or you can simulate a tent pole at home. That's like the thing that I've been doing. It's like just having wonder woman coming out on Christmas gives me something like, yes, a movie premiere. Am I going to watch it on Christmas or December 26th? Like I can't right. wait, you know, where, like I would much rather see that in a theater with all the fucking full accoutrements yeah. and a crowded house. I agree. But I do think this like whole year long slate thing feels a little short sighted because will people go, go to the theater it just feels like to announce it for all of 2021 is like we could have this shit under wraps by like july or august and then you could start having some of your blockbusters come out come out then and kind of recoup some of the cost they're gonna lose a lot of money they are which also you know woe is them like i don't care like i I care more (laughs) about like like they're billionaires the studios they're the ones who built this entire system of monopolies so they're they're the ones who walk themselves into the corner here but there's something that just feels like this is not the first step, but like like James was saying, like yeah. the fifth or sixth step in a in a, a, a long walk towards the end of movie. I mean, I think we're going to yeah. be okay. Like living in Los Angeles, there'll just always be repertory theaters and like people like Ryan Johnson who'll just donate $100,000 to keep a fucking small theater open or whatever. Yeah. But I feel for other people, like these fucking warehouses that, you know, I think... All right, hold on. One more point of view, and then I'll, I'll stop <laughs> rambling. But the uh, I do think this might change what a movie theater is, and I don't think a movie theater needs to be 20 screens, 200 seats in each, movies playing every eight minutes. Like Maybe we don't need to build... Movie theaters seem to be built for the premieres of Marvel and Disney and big right. temple yeah, movies. That's what they are now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's all they are. What? So like that device, that's where you start to go like, well, if all concerts turn into Coachella, of course, if uh, concerts are off, if there's no more, you know, 20 person concert here. Like if we're yeah. all, if the only aim we have is billion dollar weekends, then if that system is toast, like we'll never be able to do that on this method but if we're just trying to get movies some funding and keep them alive like it, this could be the answer yeah i mean the, I, I think about it in a couple of different ways because so many people have been saying like i mean they're, they're not just saying this for movie theaters they're saying this for theater for like you know li- mm-hmm. live uh, everything basically of like oh is this the end of this art form or whatever like there will always be people who are going to want to see movies in the movie theaters like i am one of those people like i like i'm always going to want to see you know, a certain amount of movies in theaters. And, like, I think... And the adaption that movie theaters did, like AMC with the with the A-list, pa- or, you know, MoviePass that mm-hmm. made all these different, like, you know, different... You, you get subscriptions or whatever so you can see as many movies as you want. I That was a brilliant innovation because 
okay, so I'm not, I, I know I'm spending a certain amount of year, uh, money every year to see movies in movie theaters. I can see as many as I want, you know. I'll, I'm probably ordering more snacks when I go each time because I mm-hmm. think I'm saving, psychologically, it feels like I'm saving more uh, money on the movies, you know. So I'm like, oh, I'll always buy a popcorn because I, I haven't, I didn't actually spend money when I entered mm-hmm. here, you know. Right. It's so um, cost already. It's already gone. It's like when yeah, you go on yeah. vacation, you're like not calculating the cost of the flight and the vacation. You're like, yeah, 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 exactly. whatever, let's just buy another drink, baby. Right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <The> swindle. <laughs> uh, but like, but, but look, the pandemic is going to, I, here's the thing to me, the, the independent theaters were already suffering way before this. The pandemic is, is wiping them out because regardless of whether we get back on track in July of next year or September of next year or the beginning of 2022, like the damage is fully, fully done. They were already like barely surviving as it was. They already had to show they were not doing hot before a pandemic hit. Like it was, they were theaters were having a hard time before the pandemic hit. Yeah. Yeah. Like famous independent theaters in new, in, in New York city, you know, close like, uh, Oh, so many, of course it was going to happen. You know, I'm, I'm sure it's happening other places around, you know, the country and, and stuff like that. But I also want to see movies. Like I don't, yeah. <laughs> it's the tenant thing is the tenant thing is so is, is a good, I mean, I think this is why they did it. Um, and it was so frustrating as a consumer uh, and we're living in LA, you know, even if you're living in New York, like, there was no way to see Tenant unless you drove like 30 miles outside of the city, mm-hmm. um, you know, at some point. Um, right. And you were risking COVID. You know what I mean? It was like this double whammy of like, even if I felt comfortable doing it, there were no theaters here in, in the immediate vicinity. So it's like, I'm, yeah. am I going to really like spend a whole day driving somewhere with the chance of getting COVID just so I could see Tenant? I mean, I know people uh, did. Yeah. But... Yeah, you but, know, but it's also and, and that it thing is because like other people knew about it. They knew about Tenet. Like people were talking. I heard. I've already heard without reading or looking for it at all. I've already heard a, a, a few people be like, eh, "Tenet wasn't that good," and I'm like, "That sucks that I already know that, dude." Even though I'm I've never the seen same it. Way. The fact that I, I lost <laughs> enthusiasm for Tenet, I blame on like the people who saw it and weren't that hyped or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, no, why? I don't want to know your opinion yet. I usually see shit opening weekend for this reason. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is hard. Cause I think sometimes I read this. Uh, I know everyone's probably heard that. Um, not heard, but read Christopher Nolan's um, feelings on HBO. <laughs> right. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. And a lot of other people. So like, um, I read a Hollywood Reporter article it's this like, morning. I did the sacrifice for nothing. <laughs> yes. And it, but also, but, fa- yeah. but they told him <laughs> not to. The thing is so hard. Is like, right. they were like, yo, wait. It like, failed. It's, it's, yeah, failed. it's like, like, wait. Like, <laughs> it, 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 it becomes a point where I, I have a tough time because like, as a person who likes watching movies, yes, I want to see it in the theaters, but it does start feeling, maybe because I'm broke and I'm not a rich Hollywood person, like it starts feeling a little selfish to me. It's like, yo, you've been given at least some money. Like I know everyone isn't getting, I read this article, they have this phrase called like the Wonder Woman deal. Apparently everyone who was a part of that got paid like substantially to have that be released on HBO Max. So all these movies aren't getting that, but all of them are getting something and have already been paid initially. So it's like, if you really made this movie to get it out to people who are your fans, people who love you, and 
And health-wise, they physically cannot go into a theater unless they may have a chance of getting sick. But there's an opportunity for the studio to not hold on to it, put it on the shelf, actually release it. It's like, why, why not let me have the option of either going to a theater or just watching the goddamn... I want to watch The Matrix. Of course I want to see it on the theater, but I want to see The Matrix 4, man. Like, let me watch that shit. Yeah. I think they can go a little bit like something that might make sense for them if they're thinking that. I'm worried that Joe, if they're not going to make the money they expected, which they unfortunately expect so much, and it's like threading this needle of a movie needs to be released this day, a movie needs to be released this day, and all this shit. And they built themselves up into like painting themselves into such a corner, and it feels like these and that and now it feels like oh shit well let's bet on hbo max instead and it's like let's rip all these band-aids off and bet on hbo max and it feels like it's too early to go fully there because like september 2021 will be here before you know it and why can't uh dune come out in theaters then like if 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 they think that's going to be one of their tent poles you know what i mean i i do agree it's weird that they they didn't even try to like test it out first and, and see right, what it would right, be like right. do Wonder and, Woman, like with do at least one months, movie yeah. <laughs> and right. then be like all right like there there was no need it's not like people needed to hear this announcement you know uh right now like they were demanding it i don't know it's also it's it is pretty reactionary to like tenet bo- bombing but i also what i don't hear enough is from the other side admitting like hey tenet bombed in the theaters and it got it, it. The people who did see it wound up giving it not great reviews, which means that if the theaters were to open full, you know, or like you have more openings or whatever, there are going to be a lot of people who still aren't going to go see Tenant because they're like, well, I heard it wasn't that great. Yeah. And the the it, every like it lost all its momentum, yeah. you know. So like, I you know, it's still not. I I, I get it. I don't know. It, it, it's a tough decision. It's it's not as like as easy as I think people are are making it out to be. Yeah, no, I agree. I wonder because I was wondering if there's some world where it's like HBO Max costs X amount of dollars a month, not as high as it does now. But then when Wonder Woman drops, you can get it for 48 hours for two dollars or you can buy it like you can add it to your HBO Max for two dollars, like the video game premium. When they're not charging. It's weird. It's like they're not doing the Disney thing. It's like it is not an extra fee. It's like if you have HBO Max, you watch it. Like that's And then so I start wild. to wonder like I start to wonder like, well then how much money is our data worth? Like why like why are they yeah. putting everything yeah. into HBO Max? Because they're like, then they must it must be some huge benefit to of them to have obviously it's a benefit of a subscription service to have more subscribers but like if they're like our whole slate is gonna be there i know then, you know yeah. how important I, is that to them also I'm what's curious. crazy I, sorry go ahead no no you go it's okay. i was just saying it's crazy because yeah james what you're right talking about like getting more subscribers and stuff and i was reading this article about how um for instance disney disney no one apparently checks for Disney outside of nostalgia and the Mandalorian. But I read this same article that talks about HBO Max talks about that um, Mandalorian is so popular that they can trace back that that one show is one of the reasons for like this massive increase of like uh, subscriptions just to see that one show. So I think HBO is like, well, shit, we got Matrix. People love Matrix. We got Wonder Woman. People love that. Let's because they botched the launch. So it's like, OK. We botched the lunch. We fired all the people who know studio stuff. All we have now are these like Silicon Valley like tech people, kind of like Netflix. And it's like, 
let's force people to come to this uh fucking thing even though you yeah, can't I, get it if you got damn roku so roku. it's like i don't i can I got Roku, so I can't even get it. But. I know. I, I was got thinking Roku the same too. thing. I'm wondering, like, I would love to see the data in three months, like how much, how many people signed up for HBO Max since that Warner Slate announcement, right. and see if that actually got anyone. And I can't imagine it's that because you're like, oh, I do want to see these movies. Am I going to lock in at $144 for the next year to like, I'll, I'll wait and sign up for yeah. when Matrix Four drops, the one I do want to see or whatever. Yeah. It just feels, I don't, I don't. I mean, clearly there are some smarter people than us working there. So I'm hoping. I, I mean, no, for, I don't I'm think not, so. you know what? Not not guaranteed. <laughs> but you're hoping that they have. It must. They must see, unfortunately, that the future lies in streaming and not in exhibition. But I think part of the reason is their own fault. Like, it's like a self-predicting uh, kind. Like they're like. Streaming is the future, so we're wiping out uh, our our movie slate, and it's all going to go to streaming. It's like, well, you sort of just made streaming the future. Like, you're not allowed to say like, yeah. it's sort of a self fulfilling prophecy. That's the word I was looking for. It's yeah. like they're like, I think streaming's the future, and then by pulling this band aid off, it's like you sort of solidified the fate of it's got to be streaming now. Yeah, like I was frustrated when, for that same reason, I was frustrated when it might have been Trolls Two or whatever, whatever it was, some animated movie that came out and like and did well. Uh, in the in the rent at home, uh, oh, trolls. You know. it was trolls. So, uh, tro- it was trolls, and they, and they were just like, this is going to be doing this kind of release is going to be a part of our slate moving forward, and it was just like, but. There are so many circumstances that contributed to like, like why it's <laughs> right. successful right yeah. now in this way is everybody is is sitting at home right now, and if you. And if you make a decision right now, then you are doing exactly what you just said, Gabriel. So like, well, yeah, you are, hope, you're just de- you're deciding that you yeah. know people are going to be streaming from home now. And, and well, my hope is it's just is, for a year. Yeah, it's, it's supposed it's, to just be for a year. So I'm I, hoping that's. I'm like, if that's the case, because I do think it'll be people like us. It will be we. It will be eight months to ten months before we get a vaccination. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's like. <laughs> So and that's, Dude, that's of course about it like of, at an early time. Of course it's gonna be just for a year. Like I, I, I think they're gonna they make so much money with these first of all, the movie industry has already changed so much so that they only make they pretty much only make movies that are these huge tent poles anyway. Like that's their ma- their majority of their slate are these movies that they expect to gross, you know, hundreds of hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars worldwide. And if they don't do that, like they're going to lose out on so much revenue. The reason that they can't make that next year is because of the pandemic. And, and the pandemic is happening. If it was only happening, if it was just an epidemic happening in the United States, I don't think they would care. But it's happening everywhere in the world. So their numbers are depressed everywhere. Like, and if one country, you know, decides like, oh, hey, COVID's spreading again. We have to clamp down. You know, this vaccine isn't working. Like... They're not going to make that much money, and then they're and they're not going to get the subscribers on their you know their streaming service or whatever. So they're like trying to figure out how to not lose all of this money. I just, oh, go if ahead. if I was if I was like a not such a fan of movies and dying to get back to the theater, I would enjoy like laughing at executives who bet their entire future of their company on like. 10 different movies coming out at 10 different specific weekends in the year and betting big on China being one of their number one viewers of these American export of cinema. 
if I was a meaner person, I would enjoy <laughs> laughing at these assholes because yeah. it's like, yeah. Guess what? If you had a bunch of mid-budget movies, maybe they come out on streamers and right. uh, and work mm-hmm. well and aren't huge loss leaders for you. But no, you greenlit exclusively mega fucking things, and yeah. uh, you know you have your slate built out till twenty twenty three, and it's all building towards hoping that Avengers sells even more tickets than all the movies, co- like the Voltron of movie sales, movie ticket right. sales. And I want to mock them, but I'm the one who's suffering because I. I don't even like Marvel movies and I'm there every night and opening yeah. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't even care about them that much and I'm there every fucking week. And it's like, I want to say, fuck you guys for betting on like this weird, right? Try, fuck you guys for trying to make billions rather than being okay with making, you know, billions less, you yeah. know, less. That's true. They're, they're doing like all, all or nothing like, Exactly. It, 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 I'm, I'm watching so much football right now. It feels like every movie is like a Hail Mary pass, and you're just yes. like, why are you always yeah. like... Just get on you know Twitter. Just make layups. Just make layups. I was thinking big swings in my head, and then it, you're right. <laughs> Hail Marys is a better <laughs> I've never seen a sport, so it's the anal- it's the three point anal- analytics. They're just chucking up threes like the Houston Rockets, right? Okay, yeah, they're playing but you're ball, never literally. gonna win a championship. They're playing money ball, and it's just not. It's yeah, screw them. Yes. <laughs> Netflix is a joke, and Ben and Jerry are back. Working together on something extra special, and that something is punchline ice cream. Ooh, it is delicious, and it's a combination of two different ice creams, brown butter bourbon and almond, and then it has roasted almonds and chuckles of cherries. Get it? Roasted and chuckles. Um, and ice cream is delicious. I like to. Uh, I really like the dough core uh, Ben and Jerry's ice creams. I like to sit down with a big old pint to myself you know just hanging out throw on maybe my wife's there she's got her own pint uh sometimes we do one pint two spoons but we'll throw on uh you know a netflix is a joke comedy post up you know uh, i like to throw on a little midnight gospel eat a little ice cream while i watch Ooh, it's a wonderful combination um so grab a pint to enjoy with your favorite Netflix comedies anywhere ice cream is sold or find a new favorite at benjerry.com. That's benjerry.com. B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com. Dig into Ben and Jerry's punchline anywhere ice cream is sold or find a new favorite at benjerry.com. B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com. That's benjerry.com. Wow. Apparently... As we talk right now, I just got, yes, I signed up for like random movie updates, but I just got two emails. One fits exactly what we're talking about. It is that at this exact moment, apparently there's circulation happening inside um, the Directors Guild of America of directors talking about boycotting um, brothers. Oh my Lord. Just because of how, because of how the rug has been pulled from under them. Also, this is a very big tangent. They're also like, is a, almost a soft confirmation of Andrew Garfield and Spider-Man, which bothers me because... <laughs> we were talking about this right out. before we recorded. Because with their plans, everything so far. They get Toby, if they right. get Andrew, that's great. They can get Kirsten Dunst back. But if I don't watch that movie, and whatever, again, I don't know 
if it's a portal or something, miles, goddamn portal, I'm gonna lose my shit because listen, because hear me out, y'all. <laughs> we all watched Spider Verse. It was fire. It was like, oh my god, it won Oscars. It's great. Spider Verse is now a movie without the person that was in the goddamn Spider Verse. You know what I mean? I bet. Don't don't tell me who's casted in them. I don't want to know. I wanted to show up, and all of a sudden at the very end, <laughs> yeah. you see some Jordans come through the goddamn portal, and it's Miles whooping ass. I swear to God, if all these yeah. white dudes appear in this movie without Miles, I'm gonna lose my shit. I honestly, I I never bet uh, on like people making the right decisions in that in those cases, but it feels like too much of a layup, and more specifically of a money maker for them to no, miss no, no. out. Come on, Bray. Right? Like, nah, like nah, yeah. Nah, yeah. Come and, on now. Uh, we were briefly talking about Keep, this. Yeah, yeah, Spider- she won't be the main <laughs> character, but. Yeah, exactly. Like, no. No, God, Come no. On, man. He might die first. No. You know, old horror movie rules. But. <laughs> <laughs> but, it opens with Miles swinging out and then just. And it's just like the ghost of Stan Lee goes, are you happy? What? What the fuck? Um, uh, we were talking a little bit about this Spider-Man casting news before we started rolling, and we said, "Put, it, are you?" Guys, we were saying, "I'm tired," and this is another problem I have with the movie industry. Now that movie press is all marketing, I had my friend Drew McQueenie on the pod earlier this month talking about this. He's like, "Movie press has become all marketing," and so it's like. We know every single person who's in the Marvel movies before they come out, mm-hmm. and it's almost like. And the fact that I know Doc Ock, that they got Alfred Molina back, that you just yeah. said the soft casting of Andrew Garfield. Yes, whoever I don't want to know about Miles Morales. I just want to see yeah. Donald Glover show up or whoever, like someone younger. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah he's, that's right. Well, Donald Glover's already, he's already his uncle. He's, he's already playing um, that character in the, right. yeah. So so it's like, he. we know Miles is in, he's out there. We know he's in this world <laughs> yo my <laughs> thing is we haven't seen him you know they haven't cast him yet you know so maybe it's him you know what i mean I'm trying i to would think love like, i would love for caleb mclaughlin to the, play that yeah. part i would love he's not he's not afro latino so i get it like people i i, I like named uh, all these people on, on twitter and they were like um none of these people are afro latino i was like oh, you're right i'm sorry yeah that's completely <laughs> you fair gotta, you got you got to cast somebody new. Because my thing is, I think the beauty of when you watch, I mean, even though the actor who voiced Miles, you know, isn't Afro-Latina, I mean, Afro-Latino, I did love him going in and, like, speaking Spanish at one point, talking about his drawings at the next point. Like, to me, it was something so cool about seeing this dude just walk around, like, Brooklyn. And, you know, I, I, again, if they put him in, I think they do have a chance to pull off a, a Black Panther where, like, he appears in the movie, you know, again, he's not the lead, but you establish him. He gets his own movie. We don't have to go through the whole backstory. Right, we can right. just like he's established, and we just live with him. Yeah, yeah because you and know? and even just think about that, because like Black Panther and Spider Man were my favorite parts of Civil War, and they were both like you know smaller parts of that movie. Mm-hmm. And yes, like if they yeah. did something like that with Miles, I w- I think I would I would love that like civil war sold me on tom holland so fucking (laughs) hard they like gave (laughs) him such a great fucking intro i I was so i couldn't believe the deafness in which they pulled that off because i was immediately like oh i had no desire for a spider-man movie i was fine with him being in the avengers because i was like great just Mm -hmm. i don't have to deal and then that i'm like i'll see a spider-man movie and (laughs) and it was good (laughs) and he did it he pulled it off guys kids good it's true (laughs) i mean it's i'm I'm, the only thing that's one of the 
My only thing about Tom Holland's Spider-Man is I feel like Tom Holland is a really good actor. Like, I, I remember watching that movie Impossible when he was, like, younger in, the, you know, the, yeah. the tsunami movie. And I'm like, oh, this kid is great. But every time you watch one of his movies, they it makes sense they team him up with someone. You know what I mean? So, like, it's Iron Man in the first one. Um, who is it? You know, uh, uh, was it Mysterio in the second one? Now we got everybody in this one. And it's like, I kind of just want my man... To just be Spider Man by himself, yeah. Just do, just let him do his yeah. own thing. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just weird. Not for the first Iron one. Yeah, let him have yes. one. Yeah, but like, I, it, you he, can't do it now. You can't do it with the sequels. You know, no, yeah, you, you established this partnership people. thing. Like you got, because what is it? Is Doctor also Gabriel? You're right. I feel like we're talking about this movie. I have no idea the basis, but we know so much about. Like, <laughs> right, we don't know, know what the Doctor premise Strange of the movie is. In it. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, yeah. I know. I got a little theory. I'm going to throw out here. I'm, this is nothing. I'm sure. But also, this comes out on December 31st. People are going to be like, so much information has come out since then. We, <laughs> you guys are fucking so behind. But I, I know Sam Raimi is back directing the Doctor Strange sequel. Yeah. Right. So mm, I wonder mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if the Doctor Strange, a character who deals in the multiverse, will maybe we'll tee up the idea of the multiverse in the Doctor Strange movie and then right. see it pay off in Spider-Man where all the different Spider-Men come back from mm. uh, all over. That's, why, that's, that's my Doctor guess Strange is, is that they're going to establish the multiverse, which I think also allows them to fucking not be so continuity driven. Like yeah. if they have like also, a, yeah. a multiverse, they could be like, yeah, and look, uh, Eternals doesn't even take place in the same thing. So you don't have to worry about any. I am. Is logic. that going to be good? <laughs> I don't know. Good. I don't know. It'll be a spectacle. Like, yeah. Uh, so, uh, ben Rogers on Action Boys referred to uh, Marvel movies as sort of like a theme park ride in a way where you're like, mm. that. Yeah, I'm excited to go on it. I went on it. Don't need to do that again. And <laughs> arguably, wasn't that enjoy? It wasn't an artistic experience, but it was Transformers: The All Spark or whatever you know, like <laughs> at Universal Studios. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, that was kind of cool. A lot of whizzing noises and stuff like that. And it does. They don't stick with you like that anymore. That's my no. that's my Marvel complaint. Well, is that- I never really want to rewatch any of them. I mean, I've I've rewatched some of the old ones. Like I, like I rewatched recently Iron Man, the first one, just because. Um, I don't know if you guys watched this thing on Netflix. It's um, the movie that the movies that made that us. Made us. That's mm-hmm. what it's called. Yeah, movies that made us, and they just released like their holiday one with like oh. Elf and um, Nightmare Before Christmas, yeah. and they talk about John Favreau a lot. And I'm like, yo, you forget that this dude was like an actor, you know, made swingers because he couldn't get an acting job. Swingers end up being this big hit, put him and Vince Vaughn on, and he's made he's made Iron Man, which started at Marvel Cinematic Universe. He did Lion King. Um, he's Mandalorian. Did the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, this dude has done massive and things. He's like crushing the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Yeah, he's absolutely he's he's writing crushing it. it. He's, cr- yeah. he's, yeah. he, he he's writes a great it, writer. Directs, he's always yeah. been a great yeah. writer. I highly recommend watching Gallery on Disney, which is like the making Ooh. of the Mandalorian. Yes. It's very yes. enjoyable. Did you guys watch? Did you get to that chapter about the... Uh, the they call them chapters. Did you get to the episode about the volume, the thing that they shoot in? That's uh, yes, that, LCD that, walls that and ceiling. Room. Yeah. yeah. And it's all LCD yeah. and they can just project whatever background they want. And the background moves with the cap. They have a computer program. Oh, wow. So the background cool. moves with the camera. I highly yeah. recommend you watch it because it really lets you unlock to be like, these guys are doing some fucking next level shit. This could change the game of like, because 
Mandalorian yeah. does look a little wonky at points, but you are watching a TV show, which is like where you allow it, you know? Which and is, then you're, it's, it's crazy because I feel like it, it usually looks really good. And then when it does look wonky, you're like, huh? And then you're like, oh, right. This is a television yes, show. Exactly. You're like, well, doing yeah, how are they doing space battle here? Yeah. How are yeah. they doing all of the stuff that I saw before? Like the Razor Crest looks incredible. Like, I don't understand yeah. why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is that. It is. Go, I, mean, it, I mean, we live in a time now where like all the content is so varied. We're like, I know we're supposed to be talking about the year in movie review, but I feel more excited about like the new TV shows I found versus movies. Cause I'm like, what I know the Oscars, they said they're still going on. The Oscars are going to be in person. Don't know why it needs to be in person. What are they but, doing for the Oscars? They're just doing like, fil- so I, they're just sending point, people Bray. films that they would have made. Like they're like, here, Bray, I don't none, get it. None of, none of these were actually in theaters and nobody <laughs> knows about any of them. Watch them at, at home. Here are some screeners. So some movies that we finished during COVID. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Highest grossing film, bad boys three. Let's get hey, it. Let's get best it. Picture. Bad boys for best picture. Best picture. Best picture. <laughs> bad boys. I think no, it was either that or birds of prey was the last movie I saw in the theaters yeah. before uh, everything hit. Yeah. I was trying to see one more movie. I forget what I movie. I can't believe that came out this year. Yeah. I feel like the yeah. only I, the only other movie I saw in theaters this year was Sonic, I want to say. Sonic. I saw oh, yeah. Sonic too. That's the other one that, that that's the one I was like yes, I was going to see but then it kind of hit at the same time like mm-hmm. Sonic also, is one I didn't make kinda it to. Kind of fun. It was fun. Sonic was fun. I didn't Sonic actually, I believe you. Really I hated it. <laughs> no, it was yeah. No, oh, you did. I can't remember I can't remember if you. I can't remember. I think we reviewed I mean, it. it was, or did we talk it about was it? Dumb. Like <laughs> yeah. it, it was a dumb movie. It, it was can be dumb was, and fun. To be I, fair, yeah. it's, it's one of those like it's one of those like the rewatch isn't as fun as the. <laughs> it's like right. seeing no. it the first time. I like, but it shows that movie shows to me that I miss, and I, I think we're gonna get back to it. I miss nineteen nineties Jim Carrey so much. Like Jim Carrey in that movie was not a human. Also, at certain points, he was moving his body that I had to Google him after and go, how old is this? He's moving like he's still 30. I was like, this is crazy, dude. I'm a big fan. Big fan. I think I'm just going to run with what you said here, Jarrah, about the 90s and be like, I think we need to make a return to like, there are tons of indie movies, but I think we need like those sort of like mini you know, God, I wish Harvey Weinstein was still around. But uh, you know, like <laughs> I think, like we, we need like a, a, some new, like more A twenty four level people out there who are doing right. stuff. A twenty four has a lock on their style of shit, and they're making mm-hmm. quality stuff over there. But I want like an A twenty four for comedy, or like an, I want people yeah. make. I want people making those million dollar movies where you're like, oh shit, yeah, this would be fun. You're like. I feel like everything aims to be like it's The Rock, Kevin Hart, and these other three mega famous actors <laughs> doing this premise. The movie cost a hundred billion dollars. God, I hope it's good. It made ninety nine billion dollars. Comedy's dead. It's like no, 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 no. You didn't make a comedy. <laughs> like just relax. No. Give me fucking two comic actors in a smaller budget movie that is it's essentially so sad. And because comedy's subjective, you're not trying to make a billion dollars every time you make a comedy. But every once yes. in a while, one pierces through that everyone likes, like Booksmart or like 
Anchorman or one of these movies yeah. that, across the years but, that makes everybody yeah, laugh. Yeah, like how much did school, and this is a kids movie, but well, I'm not sure what School of what? Rock was marketed to, but like how much did that make? Because it became this huge, like there's a TV so show, there's this Broadway. It did well. That, yeah, like it did, it did it so could, well. It couldn't have been that expensive either is what you, yeah, that's like what yeah. I'm saying. It's like, I, that's a great level of movie. It's like 15 I, to $30 million films. Yeah. Watching well, and it wa- made 130. Fuck. Made 130 mil. Watching old movies a lot for Action Boys and for other podcasts and stuff make you really realize like they used to like stack up like dumb movies like uh, uh, that new Sorkin movie. So we can talk about some movies that came out in 2020 before we get out of here. But <laughs> the Trial of the Chicago Seven or whatever. Oh that, right, the Trial of Seven. Yeah. The, yeah. I didn't see it. Uh, I didn't see it yet. I I'm sure someone who knows more about history will tell me why it was an incorrect retelling, and I'm positive that Aaron Sorkin probably told a slightly whitewashed <laughs> version of it I'm guessing like it's completely <laughs> obvious but the fact that it was a legal drama slash kind of historical uh, kind of thing with a, a great ensemble cast great harkened yeah. me back to the 90s of Grisham novels and stuff where it's like they mm. used to just be like this movie's called Runaway Jury Dustin Hoffman Gene Hackman yeah. John Cusack <laughs> yeah. Con Air's got like you know like these movies they used to just fill <laughs> with actors and it was about the star power and the fun idea and the cool director I, like um, so many of Denzel Washington's movies were are movies that if Denzel Washington wasn't in them, they wouldn't be good. Yes. Like they're yeah. so generic. Yeah. Yeah. They're he's so not generic. Getting, like, but you- <laughs> they're not getting, he's not getting built into this bulletproof movie like uh, Disney no. and all these movie production studios are doing now where it's like, huh. it's Dune and it's got everyone. And it's a million dollars and it's this and it's this. So it's got to do well. It's like, hold no. on. What about this guy wants a kidney for his kid so he takes a fucking hospital waiting room hostage. It's like, this movie is going to be bad. And you're going to hate the guy. It's like, what if we put Denzel in it? It's like, Give me John Key. I have a theory about comedy though. I have a theory that like Uh-oh. comedy went poor comedy. Because again, no, no, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I will, I, think, I, will, I, will, I will. Because comedy, I think you need to see comedy on the big screen. I, I really do. I think comedy You need to see it in a club. You need to see it yes. live. Yes, I need I to felt this way about Lovebirds this year. Like that came out this year, yeah. right? Yeah, it yeah. was this year. Yeah, it, it, on, on Netflix. On yeah. Netflix and I, and like yeah. I was watching it, like laughing so hard. But I was like, man, if I was in a imagine how it would have been if I was just in a packed theater full of like <laughs> drunk people yeah. eating popcorn. 100%. Like, yeah. like would have yeah. been so much so, so much Comedy better. Comedy no looks so much better. In, I'm telling yeah. you right now, there's no way The Hangover would have been as good as it was if we weren't if people did not see that in a theater with everybody no way. else. Yeah. Crashers too. There's so many movies oh gosh, where it's yeah. like because you are in the theater the ex- the communal experience like bo- like a movie like Borat. I didn't even watch the new. Did you guys watch the new yeah, I did. Bor- I did. Borat sequel. Yeah, I, I liked it. It, it I, didn't hit. It didn't hit as hard as yeah. the first one. I can't tell. That one is a special combination because the first time you saw the movie, it was really eye opening to that kind of premise of a movie yeah. too. Right. And then uh, it was in a crowded theater, and not since Jackass did I have Jackass 3D might be my best like in theater <laughs> experience in my life, where I was like. If you watch this at home, you might you would love it and you would like cringe a lot. But watching it in a crowd where you can be like, oh, you know, and slapping your bro- friends next to you and shit like that's that's what's missing from all these. And you're right, John. Like I couldn't imagine sitting in the theater and watch like sitting at home and watching Hangover like by yourself or with your partner, no. and, and you're not going to be fucking losing it. Also, I think people <laughs> lost. I think I I personally think like a lot of these movies like 
a lot of our class, like you talk about um, Superbad, you talk about um, like 40-year-old version, all of these movies are very heartfelt. You know what I mean? They weren't these big, they weren't the mashup of action comedy. You know what I mean? It's like, to me, what went down was 21 Jump Street came out and was so massive. It was like, it became... It became a thing of like, oh my God, it's so high concept. It's so it was so good that everyone wanted to copy it. And then people started just throwing money at these comedies. Were like, again, comedies are like 10 million, 12 million, you know, not a $50 million thing. Right. And it can't and, recoup sometimes. And remember, it was like they they it's what they attribute the success to. They attributed the success to the fact that 21 Jump Street was like a known thing. Like, oh, well, people know this is a, a IP, you know, like, right, you right. have and some like IP. The people <laughs> yeah. who laughed at it the hardest probably have never seen one episode of 21 Jump Street. Yeah, yeah. Yes. or knew like, anything truly, about it the at people all. who enjoyed that movie the most, it's Jonah Hill, it's Channing Tatum, the fuck, it's Lord and Miller. It's like, you got all the fucking smarties attached to it and funny people. It had nothing to do with 21 Jump Street. No, I remember, I remember it. Uh, what was it Johnny Depp appears at the end? Also, sorry, the end part of this series. Also, I think as much as Netflix helps gets comedies out, I do think that a lot of these comedies that you would you would see like always be my maybe in a theater for a little bit. You know, it may not yeah. be in that alone, but it would be yeah. in a theater. Now it's just like, oh, this is now a Netflix comedy, and that's no diss to a Netflix comedy, but it's like it's almost saying like comedy doesn't work in theaters. And it's like before COVID, people already gave up on it. You know what I mean? Right. It was or like people don't, or that people don't want to see comedy in theaters. But that's not true. Like they just haven't been given good. It's comedies. because they and, yeah. and oh, here's if we're if we're talking about theories about comedy. Here's my theory about comedy. <laughs> <is that laughs> yes, you have you have comedic stars. Comedic stars once they 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 get about three to four movies before the yes. mass populace is like I'm I've seen it. And I'm I, I'm kind of done with it. Now they'll always get you always get returns, but there's going to be diminishing returns. You know what I mean? You but see, you see it with all the greats you're referencing all right of now, them. like, and you got to go be serious after Farley, that. Farley, uh, you know, Melissa Eddie McCarthy Murphy, is happening to her. They, Vince Vaughn, like, yeah, it, so, it yeah. happens every time. Like some people have a little bit longer, uh, a little longer of a stretch. Some people have a little bit shorter, but it's like, you know. After a certain amount of things, like people are like, I get what that person does and I want something fresh. And yet we hit this period of time where they stopped allowing new, like new comic stars to be created. And they were like, we got to do, we got to make another movie with Will Ferrell. We got to make another movie with Kevin Hart. We got to make another movie with Melissa McCarthy. And it's like, but they've they've been shining for so like we right. we need a new person. You need to make yeah. a movie with you need to make a movie with yeah. Betsy Sodaro. You need to make a movie yeah. with Carl Tart. You need to make yeah. a movie with like bet on some of these motherfuckers who everyone thinks is funny and who are objectively capable of doing comedy and put them in like Lapkus in uh, the Wrong Missy. She fucking shines in a David Spade in a movie that you would be like I don't know if I'm gonna tune into this because it's a Netflix David Spade yeah. Happy Madison comedy right. which. For some people, when uh, is a turn off for me. I've watched every single Happy Madison movie that comes out. And <laughs> Listen, I, I watched I watched Hubie bad. Halloween, baby. <laughs> yeah, Hubie, Hubie Halloween. Hubie Halloween. <laughs> Hubie Halloween. <laughs> I was here. <laughs> but the wrong Missy I saw puts the, Lapkus. I saw the mystery one. <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. The mystery. mystery. Yeah. 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 yeah, that, that, that one's good. But but Gabriel, to what you and Braylock are saying is what you need is you need a comedy director like who who comes from the trenches to make it. Like I always think about. 
40-year-old virgin in particular because 40-year-old virgin has a random bunch of random people in it. Kevin Hart has that random bit was like, this this your man? Yeah. Clap, you know what I'm saying? Clap both of y'all. Yeah. Then you look at like <laughs> Jonah Hill, who should who if it was been any other director would have been cut out of 40-year-old virgin because his part. There's nothing to the plot. He just comes in. The eBay. I want to buy these. Yes. Yeah. With the shoes. I want to buy them. I can give you the money. I buy, I just, I can do it right now. Like he has this funny ass bit, but like a comedic director is going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to just, yeah, let's put this person in this movie. But we don't have that. We forgot that was the introduction to him. That's right. Yeah. He just shows up with the heels. (laughs) He was, he was also in, um, he was also in, I think it was called, what's it called? Undeclared. Like there was a college scream. Not Undeclared. Yeah. That was the TV show Sorry. that uh, Seth Rogen uh, was. Uh, no, Und- uh, fuck, uh, unaccepted or accepted yeah, unac- or something like that. It's something like that, right? No, that's what it is. Oh, it's that yeah. movie, accepted. Yes, yes. Where they, they made the fake college. college. Yeah. Made the fake yeah. college. Famous high pitch scream, right? He's was like, that yes. after this? Was that before I- this? I'm not was sure. He, would was you like to try? That was after Forty Year Virgin. Yes, yes, that's him. Yes, that's him. Oh, also, man. Jonah Except, Hill had yeah. that I want so bad. He gets to do whatever kind of comedy and then an Oscar movie. And he can do them both in the yeah. same year. Like, it's yeah. beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Yeah, like, Justin Long, like, we, like, do we even have people like this anymore? Like, Justin Long, who, like, was never, like, the most famous, you know, actor. But he got to but, star in a, several comedic films, you know And what was mean? never the never the thing that was wrong with the movie. Nope. Yeah. Just, 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 good, like, just yeah. solid. Just it was never his fault if he was in a bad movie. He was always just value added, which is like, yeah. that's like, that's career longevity. There's a good career to be jealous of. Something both of you guys just said that, and this is my theory and my complaint about comedy is, and this is just a microcosm. I'll give you one example as a microcosm of what's wrong overall. Uh, the Rock and Kevin Hart do a movie together and it's pretty, f- and it's early on and it's very funny. Yeah. yeah. Seth Rogen and Zac Efron do a movie together. And it's very funny. A studio takes The Rock and (laughs) And Zac Efron to make the next movie, to make Baywatch. And then it sucks. And people are like, that's weird that it sucked. It's like, yeah, because it didn't have Seth Rogen and Kevin Hart (laughs) in it. Two people who millions of people think are funny. There's an overlap where a lot of people think both of them are funny, but each of them has a fucking galaxy of comedy fans. And they were like, but The Rock and Zac Efron are buff and movie stars, and they're going to be a good on book. And they're funny, yeah. and it's like, and, and they yes, they're funny, funny. For, for who they are, their type of acting. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah, this yeah, exactly. Exactly. But they're not comedians. I liked them in that, but, but yes, you, yeah, are, actually, you, are, like, <laughs> you are identifying exactly the wrong thing, which is that, exactly the thing that people get wrong all the time, which is like, they don't trust comedians to do comedy. <laughs> right. Yes, <laughs> let us... Like, do the thing. And the same thing no. with even TV, even comedy TV. It's always like the three good looking people and someone we all think is very funny. And it's like <laughs> just like four funny people. Also, I'm even thinking people oh, are funny people are good looking. Like yes, good looking funny people. <laughs> also, like Kate McKinnon, like so Kate McKinnon, you know, was a huge star on SNL, and people are like, all right, she's gonna get a shot at, you know, leading movies. And the movies they put her in were like Action comedies like a remake of Ghostbusters. They're do the one with um a spy oh, or whatever. Yeah. Spy, who dumped me. Spy, spy who dumped me. The, yeah, spy yeah. Who dumped me. Yeah. yeah. Or, or yeah. And you're like, what? Like, why don't? Why aren't you just giving? Why can't she just do a comp? Like, sh- I feel like she wasn't able to be like, let me make a comedy. 
Yeah, make, find a make it a that le- I like lesbian rom com. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. fucking something like. But, but like I don't think these we people do make it. Movies. I don't think we do it. My, seriously, no. my theory is after Twenty Two Jump Street came out, and that also was a hit. People are like, we got to. This is this is how comedies make money. It's got to be. The spy who well, dumped Jumanji, makes Jumanji no Jumanji sense. didn't help our case. Jumanji Hell kind no. of fucking solidified know, that theory. It made so much money. It it's like so a property starring The Rock, and it's like, it's got to be, it's also, funny. You know, it's like, no. I saw Jumanji, and I was like, I was ready to hate it. I was like, this is going to be dumb as hell. I really liked Jumanji. Loved it. I, yeah, it was, I came it was to, good. I came to hate it, and it maybe is like Jack Black's best performance in like oh, the last so 10 good. years. Oh, he's so good. He's so I, good. I, I, he crushed there, it. There's a dude that goes by Bray's theory of earlier of like comes in, is fucking killer in like four movies, and then they put him in two a year for another 10 years, and you start to be like, enough with this guy. Then he disappears for a couple of years, and then he comes back as like the fourth lead in Jumanji, and you're like, fuck, this dude is good. He's, like, good. Good. That's, <laughs> that's, he's always been good, but you just, you, we just we put him in too many movies. Yeah, we like, got tired of him. Yeah. yeah, I'm tired of The Rock. I loved The Rock, and I can't stand seeing him in so many Listen, movies. if The Rock shows up, I said this to a friend. I don't know why I yelled this at you, James. I've just been yelling this at people. But if The Rock shows up and um, Black Adam ball headed, I don't know why that's going to throw me off because it just feels like sometimes <laughs> The Rock, it feels like sometimes The Rock will make a movie. And look, I love The Rock, but he just will become The Rock and not change for the character at all. Like if I have to see The Rock in another button up shirt, of course, that could be like. Like he's on a safari, but not. I'm like, no, man. You supposed to? I don't. You know, I don't change his appearance. I'm sorry, The Rock. But if you want to be this guy, you got to lose 75 pounds of muscle to play him. Yeah. Like fuck. Like like people used to do back in the day. But The Rock, like The Rock in Hobbs and Shaw, like that, like upset me. Like as as a big fan, uh, Fast and the Furious head, Hobbs and Shaw upset me because I was like, oh, these are two of the more talented actors from those movies. Maybe mm-hmm. pulling them aside and giving them their own chance to flex. But no, The Rock insisted on being The Rock in that movie, in which The Rock and so Hobbs and Shaw are both the badass and the funny one, and. Uh, Shaw is a sister is his sister who's Vanessa Kirby is 40 years younger than him or whatever and is interested in The Rock the most sexless human being alive like they're sitting next to each other and she's like falling for him I'm like why he's been nothing but an asshole he's a giant murderous freak why are you attracted to him he has no sex appeal the dude is objectively handsome his body is insane but he doesn't sell sexual imagine him in a rom-com where you're like rooting for him to get the girl. You'd be afraid yeah. for the girl. <laughs> <laughs> this is my thing about The Rock. All right, because it's, it's hard because I grew up watching him on wrestling with the eyebrow. So like, he, I've seen, again, if you remember him, you've seen him go from being like a smaller guy to, yeah. to me, he didn't get massive, like physically massive until Fast Five. This motherfucker yeah. showed can, up in can, that movie. Can we be fair and say he wasn't a smaller guy? He was yeah, no. still <laughs> no, smaller tall than he is. And Sorry. Yeah. It's but, just that he became a freak of yes. nature. Well, yeah, because in the wrestling world, <laughs> he's bigger after wrestling yes. than when he was a wrestler. Kind of John Cena, in, too. Yeah, but, but, but Cena. Even, so the two of them, there was a match before The Rock, like, you know, officially like went on his way. It was between him and John Cena. John Cena at the time was still hip hop John Cena, but he was huge, right? <laughs> And The Rock was like big, but Rock wasn't that strong. When you see the two of these motherfuckers side by side right now, it's like literal tanks. Yeah. When you watch just, Fast Five, there is no way, no way in hell Vin Diesel is ever, he won that fight. How? 
bro. I'm, obsess- I'm obsessed with that dynamic because you know I heard that they showed up to the table read for Fast Five and that after that Vin Diesel did a cycle of steroids because he saw what The Rock was looking like and then also did a men's health interview where he literally says well the thing about Dominic Toretto is he's a guy who drinks Corona and works on cars all day he wouldn't be muscular and ripped and I was like he was already doing the defensive campaign to be like yo The Rock is so in Fast Six, there's the moment where they go into The Rock's office and he's drinking a protein shake and he's oiled up and he's like, I just worked out. And it's the first time <laughs> that something like that happens in a movie where it's like, this dude would probably have just worked out in almost every scene in a movie he's in. And it's the first time we've ever heard it. It's crazy that The Rock is ever in a movie and anyone has any lines besides, Jesus fucking Christ, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing here? Holy shit, you're fucking enormous. You're a yeah. CIA agent? That Yo, makes no sense. He you pulls, stand out so much. He pulls out, I think at Hobbs yeah. and Shaw, or maybe one of the Fast Furious, when he's in jail, he literally takes out the chair in the prison and like just starts curling it. Yeah. Yeah, the, the movie that makes the most sense for him was Pain and Gain. Right, you know? right. <laughs> Pain and Gain, Hercules, like these movies that make sense. Like Hercules. Arnold played Conan the Barbarian and The Terminator, and those were his big <laughs> career. It's like, yeah, he's a giant muscular freak. He he liked and then later. Kindergarten he changed yeah, his he body, liked, though. Arnold, he, Arnold changed. Like, well, Arnold started doing more of these, like, I'm a regular person movies. He lost a lot of that physique. He was still Jack, but, like, Kindergarten cop, he's buff, but he's not fucking yeah. Conan. You know, I remember right. him and, talking and, about how he was like very nervous to be Terminator again because he was like, he was like, I have to go back into the gym and I have to like, I have to, because he was nervous that they were going to put, there was going to be like split screens of like, uh, this is his body in the first movie and this is his body now. Man. I mean, that's a guy whose career started as being obsessed with his own physique. So like, yeah. I can get that. But yeah, I remember reading an interview with him when he was doing Red Heat. He like shrunk down to be like, well, if I'm going to play a cop, I shouldn't be this big. Like, yeah. and that's just cool. Nowadays, it, and this is what drives me crazy too. Now we're just into some real personal gamers <laughs> issues, but superheroes should, can be fat. Not yeah. all of them are based on their physical abilities. Like Star Lord could be, could have been old Chris Pratt. But it's like, like he is a little. He looks a little old Chris Pratt nowadays. They keep joking about it in the movies. Like he's not. I mean, he's in shape. They but. keep joking about it, and it's rude. He's, he, <laughs> he's in it's shape. It's kind of but. like how on Happy Endings they used to call Pally fat. Like yes, and I'd yeah. be like, "Fuck you!" He's my most literally my most attractive friend, and you sit there calling him like fat and dumpy, and I'm like sitting at home watching that, going like, "Well, then what am I according to Hollywood?" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, also, shout out to Happy Endings. I watched their reunion special. That show is fire. I'm sorry. It's just, like I like I know people keep talking about save happy endings, but they had a reunion special because during COVID, everybody wants to have like the let's do an extra scene, let's do a read through of the script, like um for uh, charity and shit, and like yeah. The, and Josh Gad was doing a bunch of that with different movies mm-hmm. and stuff. Like was it um Scott Pilgrim versus the World did theirs, uh, and they got a lot of people back. You forget that like Brie Larson's in that for like a hot second as just like um Envy, the ex girlfriend, like. In and out, you know what I mean. <laughs> it's so that movie has so many celebrities in it who are now famous. Aubrey Plaza, C- one of the Chris's, uh, you know what I'm saying. One, one of the, the Culkins. It's like it's so many people in that. Was it one of the Culkins? Hey man, one of the Culkins, one of the Chris's. Yeah, <laughs> I'm an entertainment professional. I know who all these people are. <laughs> you know, some uh, of the SNL folk is is crazy. Um, guys, 
black men can't jump. Tell my listeners a little bit about your. First of all, thank you for coming on the pod. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad we got to get some of our fucking uh, anger out about the current movie climate. But I'm hopeful. We have good movies that are to, mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. due to come out. Uh, I will be watching Wonder Woman uh, on yep. HBO Max on oh, Christmas yeah. Day, and I kind of am excited that that's there because also while we're just being too real, this is my first Christmas without my family. Same. Like I'm just me, just me and my wife in our apartment. <laughs> Same. Uh, so it's like that crazy ass shit where you're like, uh, well, at least I have this to look forward to for a movie head, like having something like that to look forward to. It's how I like broke the year out anyway. Like people would just be like, Oh, what's up Gabriel? So I'm like hyped for interstellar. And people were like, what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have friends or anything? Nope. <laughs> so I'll be looking forward to catching the major catching these movies on HBO max, but I'm, I'm really hopeful for 2021 and the return to, and maybe cinema has to become more of a niche thing, like going to a comedy club. But I'm hoping that people do the right thing, and it becomes, it becomes that, and you know they take care of the customers and, and entice us all to come back. And us meaning the people like us who are going to go no matter what they offer, and maybe they can figure <laughs> out some business ways to bring some more people in. Right. Um, but thank you so much again. Uh, tell people a little bit about your, you know, we're Headgum Brothers here. Tell everyone a little bit about your podcast in case they don't know for some reason at this point. Yeah. yeah I mean, we're not on Headgum anymore. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know who was going to do it. Oh, I don't know oh, who was going to do it. Yeah. We were Headgum Brothers. We were. That's fine. We, yeah, were, we, we love were. those guys still, man. Always. We love Jake and Emilio. Uh, once <laughs> all, a Headgum. classic, the classic South by Southwest uh, parties and events. <laughs> I miss those, man. God damn. No, uh, damn. No, yeah, we, we're uh, we we are a film review uh, podcast, and we review films of leading black actors, and we talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Um, and then, like you know, I'm I'm really funny. Jarrell yells a lot, and, and James like does his weird voice. Wait, I don't wait, know. wait I'm wow. sorry. Which one's wait, James? Wait, 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 I hate to hear. It's That's me. James. Okay. Hi, it's Mrs. <laughs> yeah, James. Wait, 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 and wait, wait. why did you, why was that intro, I'm the funny one? Did why he did just you say, <laughs> wait, he just no, say, I'm oh, the funny one? Oh, I sorry. mean, Bray, they listen to this episode, so they know you're not the funny one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Gabriel. Yeah, <laughs> Wow. I don't even know what to say after that review. Hey, man, just listen to us. We talk about movies, too. Sometimes the episodes get real, real deep. And sometimes it's just silly for no reason. That's how I feel like we do. Yeah, sometimes we argue. Sometimes, sometimes we argue. Sometimes we argue like about blazing saddles. I would say 80% of the time. Yeah, I would say the episodes I've listened to involve arguing. <laughs> but sometimes we're, we're all on board, like trashing a movie like Green Book, or we're, we're all on board. Oh, yeah, Green Book. You know, I like yeah. Green Book. Hashtag, <laughs> do you stop it? All right. You well, stop. You stop I'm it. Not gonna say, like I'm you not going to say it ran away from the mic. This episode. <laughs> I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it. I like Green Book. <laughs> uh, what's wrong with Green Book? Uh, uh, the Farrelly Brothers, finally, making some uh, interesting Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. I feel like every time we talk about people now in life, we've some one of us has met them, and I pray when we meet uh, the Fairley brothers. I am not the person that meets them because if they are like, "Hey man, how you doing?" I'm scared my gut is gonna go say, "Green book so yeah, It's hard man, too it's because I actually feel like it should be okay for us as black people to say Green Book wasn't good to Peter Fairley. You know what I mean? Like it feels yeah. like it feels feel like we like, should be able to say that. Yes, yes, I feel yes. like. You are able to say that, but then you have to kind of stand by when he never hires you for a right, movie. Yeah. Like, that's, the only, like, that's the only rule. And I'm not going to lie. I would love to say to his face that I didn't like Green Book, but if I'm meeting him, 
It ain't coming up. <laughs> I'm talking about how much I, I loved fucking outside Providence or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I don't need to say it to his face because oh. I also don't want people coming up to me and being like, I did not like Astronomy Club. Yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. any of it. Sincerely, every time. Okay, wait. People, I thought of that. I don't you're need opening it. yourself up for the same criticism, maybe I want to keep that door closed. People will tweet like, um, Astronomy Club, Astronomy Club was so good. Why did they cancel it? I mean, I didn't like every sketch. <laughs> It's like, right. what? Like, don't, and tag me in. It's like, why are you? Don't tag me in. I didn't like everything. Yeah, yeah it's rude no, to tag the person I, in I, it. I've had friends who are outside of, like, who aren't entertainment, aren't in the comedy world, go up and, like, will question certain sketches. You'll be like, hey, man, I saw that sketch you was in. That shit was weak, cuz. <laughs> like, with a straight face. Don't like, tell me. Like, I've been around my boys. That's like, right. Around my boys. Yeah, man, we so proud to see what you're doing. But that one thing, psh, so weak. And like, what was yeah. you thinking? I was like, damn, bro. Like your eye was twitching. I'm like, gosh. Damn. Yeah, my friends are like? always like, my friends are always like, yeah, I saw that thing you did. It was, uh, it was, uh, you were fine. What was that chick's name? She was so fucking hot. Or like, <laughs> oh yeah, dude, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's always, and I'm like, shut up, man. Like, talk to me. <laughs> I'm happy. Like, Wait, did you like me? <laughs> I have to say this one thing where when we, when Astronomy Club first came out on Netflix, like, we were on Twitter too too much and looking at what people were saying. Ooh, yeah, and there was re- really, really early on, <laughs> there was this one person who was like, I didn't like Astronomy Club. I didn't laugh once. And Gerard replied to them and said, come on, you laughed a little. And they were like, yeah, I laughed a little. And he was like, there you go. And I was like, oh, snap. And then I, there was another, there, I, there was like, I think a sketch that I did or something there, that it was posted. And it was like very oh. similar where somebody was like, this wasn't funny. And I was like, come on. I literally was like, I'm just going to take the a page same, the same text. The exact same. Like, the exact Every same word's thing. the same. And I was like, it's the I was astronomy like, club bot you guys designed. I was like, I was like, come on, it's a little funny. And then the person said, no, it wasn't. Also, you're weird for replying to me. I didn't even at, at, at you. And I was like, oh, damn. They're like, you're weird. You're weird and sad for even talking to me. I was like, God damn it. All right. Throwing my phone in the ocean now. This guy is correct. They're right. That person questions your whole whole life being at that point. What are you doing? And they were like, you're sad. And I was like, I am sad. To be fair, you're right. I'm sad. (laughs) See, Bray, you didn't look at the profile picture. I feel like the person I looked at had a human face and they kind of had a smirk. I'm like, okay, you could be nice. Your person probably just had like an animal that was like yeah, a bear growling. Yeah, or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, uh, 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 we should talk about that. If you if listeners haven't watched Astronomy Club on Netflix, I know it's not coming back and it's sad, but that shit was legit, very funny. And I find sketch shows- in it. I, I I did a bit in it, which and I'm appreciative of that, of you guys having me on. That was a blast. But also- I need to compliment you. I've, I think I've said this in an email or in person a few times, but on the pod, I just want to say in front of witnesses, a lot of sketch shows don't nail the wraparounds. And I find that you guys, 
the wraparounds were as enjoyable as sketches, which is like a very fucking hard thing to pull off, which kind of makes Astronomy Club wall to wall funny. And then with a sketch, like you're saying, like with a sketch show, you're not supposed to like everything. Like you're right. t- that's a part of sketches. <laughs> yeah. like you're taking swings and you're like, I hope everyone just laughs 68% of the time and it's a passing grade. But Hell when you're yeah. fucking interstitials and you're the wraparounds of the sketches, the device of the reality show stuff is, is hitting like that. You're, Got an extra 20% of laughs coming out of your fucking episode. So ah, in addition to thanks, a high hit rate of sketches uh, and, you know, f- fucking funny ass talent all around, obviously, the the wraparounds really made it like a fully realized show and in an, enjoy- in an enjoyable way. Truly happy to have friends do a show that I am completely not lying when I compliment. To stand by my opinion like this <laughs> for once. Uh, thank you. That feels good. No lies. No lies here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, and you're uh, the sketch that you were in that, uh, <laughs> I think James and, Tain wrote Sean was, Taylor, yeah. Mm. yeah, your part was truly hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and that sketch was one of my favorite sketches easily. It, I the- mean, it, I accidentally was in a D&D sketch. Like, to, I'm not even in the D&D part. And for me, that was like such an extra thing to work with you guys. And also it gets to be like nerdy shit. And then I get to play uh, uh, the role Gerard's been watching me play for 20 years, which is uh, white guy who's friends with black people who's comfortable being racist on camera for jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always mean, so funny about that. There's like, there's certain parts I think like when you get to know people in a comedy world where like, I get it now where you're like, oh, you see this Kevin Hart movie or Adam Sandler movie and it's only the same people because when that part came up and we were in LA, it's like, oh, get that nigga Gabrus. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> yeah, like you just, people, I, that's what I like. Like what, I feel like when our generation really just starts getting in the doors, like we can all just be like, all right, just put this person in this thing. All right. I, my man got it. And then other people will hate us because we're not giving them parts. That's I what I feel I- like. <laughs> previous generations only like helped people that could that were like above them for some reason. I feel like not everyone is Ugh. like holding the door open behind them. They're only like getting in the room, closing the door, and working with them. Whereas I feel like our generation and younger are people who are like, oh, just putting on as many of their friends and like, and why wouldn't you want to do that? Those are the people that you yeah. enjoy working with. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. We gotta eat. We gotta eat. Everyone's gotta eat. Everyone eats at the gamers' table. We gotta eat. Hell yeah, we gotta eat. (laughs) Oh, Uh, man, this is dope. Check out Astronomy Club. Check out Black Men Can't Jump wherever you get podcasts. Um, These guys and their pod will all be tagged on the tweets and Instagrams when I post this shit. So follow them all there. They got... And it, and here's the craziest shit. I, I, we've done plugs now for five minutes, and I think we've touched on like a third of the shit you guys have going on, to get, both together and individually. So check them out. Follow them wherever. I'm at Gabrus on all social media. Check out my podcast, Action Boys, at actionboys.biz. It's a paid Patreon podcast. We talk about action movies for longer than the run times of their movies. It's barely enjoyable for me, and I host it. Maybe you'll find some enjoyment in it. Doubtful, it's but we have some free If you search Action Boys on uh, podcast on uh, just the podcast app. We have some free released episodes that you could check out there and see if it's for you. Um, and then the Gino Lombardo show, as always, is on Stitcher Premium season two just wrapped up. And again, thank you to the Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood, James, Jerron, John, boop, boop. and bye, shitheads.
That was a HeadGum Podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. Now, somewhere... Somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. You wake up after a few years and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're gonna be making Terminators. <laughs> We're gonna make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. <laughs> I don't hate them, but I pity the roommate. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.